keeping you much longer, but I can't speak for God. Last Sunday, what a beautiful testimony, Jamie. Wow. What a testimony of the healing and delivering power of God when you put your life and your faith in Him. We're going to hear another testimony right here. And so I'm going to ask Angie Serju. You're always going to be Angie Vela to me. This is Jeff and, and Angela Vela's daughter. Angie grew up here in this church. Now she's married with a baby and all. She's going to share a testimony with us this morning. Angie, God bless you as you come. I'll let you just hold this microphone. Good morning. <laughs> uh, my name is Angie or Angela. Um, sorry, I had to write it down, so I have to read my notes. Okay, um, so <clears throat> growing up in church my whole life, I was no stranger to hearing about God's grace and goodness. I always believed in the wonders of his power and had no doubt Jesus was who he said he was. Being a Christian for the entirety of my life, I was familiar with the Sunday sermons, the Bible verses, the songs about God's love and mercy. Praising him wasn't really a struggle for me. That was until after I got married. <laughs> Um, ever since I, I was a little girl, I dreamed of being a mom. People used to ask me all the time, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my automatic response was, be a mom. Simple enough, right? There was nothing outrageous or extravagant about that desire. But everything changed when I actually became pregnant. After two years of marriage, I found out I was pregnant really early on. It came as a shock, but my entire family was overjoyed. I went to the doctors, I had the ultrasound, I heard the heartbeat, I took the pictures. It was everything I ever wanted and more. I did the blood tests, the appointments. I even planned cute baby announcements for my, entire, for my immediate family, and I recorded all their reactions. It was a joyous time. As believers, the testing of our faith comes at the most unexpected moments. Going through the fire of refinement can happen when we least expect it. After glowing with the news of my pregnancy, it wasn't until my three-month checkup that the doctor told my husband and I that we had lost the baby. She simply stopped growing. I had no inclination that everything was ever wrong prior to this checkup. Due to the hormones I had in my body, it hadn't realized that the baby was no, vi no longer viable, so my stomach just kept growing. We had no reason to suspect anything was wrong for three whole months until the second ultrasound was done. As you can imagine, I felt, as you can imagine, what felt like what should have been the most happiest time of my life quickly became the darkest. The doctor said we had to remove the baby, so I had to go for surgery. I remember waiting in the hospital room before the procedure, and the book of Job came to mind. I kept hearing in my head, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. After the surgery was over, I left the hospital completely broken because secretly I expected a miracle. I was shattered when one didn't happen. For the next few days, I lost myself. Completely shutting down, I didn't get out of bed. Now here's where I tell you, I knew my faith was being tested. In those dark moments, I kept hearing the Holy Spirit whispering to me, but I didn't want to listen. I was hurt. I was torn. I didn't want to hear what God had to say. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, God never let... God will never, ever let go of his children that easily. He has more hope in you than you have in yourself. He is relentless. <laughs> I finally gave in to the Holy Spirit after some time. I remember him saying, don't you know the God you serve? 
Don't you know he is the Alpha, the Omega, who sits on the throne? He knows your end from your beginning. Don't you know who he is? And I just went with that. I kept saying, God, I know who you are. I know who you are. I trust you. Not my will, but your will be done. I clinged onto the book of Job desperately. I kept reading it and claiming, Lord, you took everything away from Job, and you, ge- and you gave it back to him double-fold. I know that you can do that for me. <clears throat> it was a few weeks later that my mother and I planned a trip to Trinidad and Tobago to go see my husband's family. While we were flying, I kept looking out the windows at the clouds, praising and praying to God. I was crying out to him internally. I kept praying, Lord, my dream has always been to become a mother. But if, I ha- but if I have to sacrifice that desire for you, Lord, I will. Like Abraham was willing to do with Isaac, I will trust you, Lord, no matter what. The moment that that prayer left my mind, I remember feeling a hot, warm sensation in the pit of my stomach. It felt like God's hand was directly on my belly. I felt literal heat. I was in such shock, I looked around the plane to see if anyone else felt it, but everybody was acting normal. I felt small flutters in my belly, like even like tiny baby kicks. I was completely flabbergasted that as soon as I got off the plane, I told my mom the entire experience. I said, Mom, I think God just answered my prayers. She said, I have no doubt in my mind that he did. So as you can imagine, as soon as I got home, I ran and took a pregnancy test, which came back negative. The funny thing about God is he wants to remind you it's always on his timing and not yours. But three months later, my husband and I got pregnant with our beautiful rainbow baby, Mia Sky. I named her, her middle name is Sky because I believe to this day that God's hand touched my belly while I was praying, looking out at the clouds. I know that he allowed me to conceive. And for anyone who's ever lost a child, who's had a miscarriage, or had a stillborn birth, promise you, we're going to see our babies in heaven really soon. That's it. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord that fills our heart as we worship him together. I know you sense that right now as we've come out of a powerful time of worship. And now our hearts are ready, have been made ready to receive the word of the Lord. So I want to ask you to open your hearts, get your Bible close by if you need that. Open your heart and let's receive the word from the Lord that he has for us today. And then I'm going to come back and have a closing word and a closing prayer. Can we stand together as we get ready to close the service today? I'm not preaching a sermon. We don't need one today. Now, I don't say that very often, but we don't need a sermon today. God has spoken in various ways and through various ones of you today. And I want to just read over us, as Pastor Jamil comes, I think he's coming. I want to just read over us, because I had it written down to do that today. And all that has happened, I believe, has confirmed (coughs) what I'm going to read for you, which is going to be familiar to many. And it's only 16 verses And I want you to receive this in your heart and in your spirit today. Sometimes some of the most well-known passages of Scripture we sort of discount. Oh, I've heard that all my life. Oh, I've read that all my life. But they, they can hold the most profound and deep promises that can be most relevant 
to each and every one of our lives, no matter where we're at, and we're all walking and 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 um, walking out our salvation, if you will, with fear and trembling. Psalm 91, starting in verse one: Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, as we've heard earlier this morning. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up on their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because He loves you. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, this is not gender-specific. This is us, he, she, all of us. When we see this in Scripture, of course, we know this is the, these promises are to each and every one of us, us, male and female. God stands by his word. He stands by his word. Folks, this, you know, this, this is not just some, some uh, you know, verses of uh, feel-good poetry we just read. It's not just an inspirational story from the diary of a dead king. This is the infallible, inerrant, holy, matchless, omnipotent, omniscient, living, breathing, and active promise of God to you and to me. And then I close with this from Isaiah, from the Amplified Version. Then we're going to worship for just a moment together. Fear not, Isaiah 41, verse 10. There's nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Wow. Mm. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness and and justice. Behold, all they who are enraged and inflamed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. They who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. You shall seek those who contend with you, but shall not find them. 
They who war against you shall not shall be as nothing, as nothing at all. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, I will help you. Wow. Folks, I hope you know that God, if not, you certainly can, even before you leave today. I hope you know that He is a God who stands by His Word. He is a God who can be trusted. He is a God who has your life in the palm of His hand if you allow Him to. Would you bow your heads? I don't want to close the service without asking, do you need Jesus? Have you been disconnected? And you're going to connect to Jesus right now in this moment before you leave this service. Have you been maybe getting your portion from the world? And your portion has not come from God. See, that will only always leave you disappointed and lacking. Nothing in the world, nothing in the world can satisfy the human heart. Only God can. It's only God can. And let me just tell you, if you anything you've gotten from the world, even if you think it's good, if the world gave it to you, the world will take it away. The world will take it away. But anything and everything you receive from God, <laughs> the world didn't give that to you, and the world cannot take that away. But you'd say, Pastor, pray for me. I... I have been disconnected from Jesus, but I want to connect to Jesus right now in this moment before I leave this service. Can I see your hand? I want to connect to Jesus. Anybody in this room? God bless you. Anybody? Anybody else? God bless you.
ministry teams to come. We're early. You might need a prayer. You might need somebody to just agree with you in prayer before you leave this service. We want to be able to do that and just agree with you in prayer. No matter what the need is, if you are here, if you're standing there right now and you believe that a prayer of agreement is exactly what you need before you leave this service, I want you to come right now. We're going to worship for just a minute or two and we'll invite you to come. I need a prayer of agreement. You need healing in your body. You need direction. You need Jesus. You want God to come and forgive your sins and wash your, your sins away and come and live in your life. I need prayer. I want you to come. We're not ever going to rush out of here, but that we don't take time to pray with you and to pray for you. Lord, right now, fill this room, Holy Spirit. Fill this room, Holy Spirit. Bring salvation, bring healing, bring peace, bring forgiveness as we wait in your presence just a few more moments. Just a few more moments. We're waiting for you. Wait, Lord, we're ready for you to fill the room, fill the room. You can come and we will pray with you. We're waiting for We're ready for Thank you, Jesus. To fill the room, fill the room. We're ready for We're waiting for We're ready for
just be sensitive, very sensitive to what's happening around the altar. You can still come and receive a prayer of agreement. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's a humbling thing to be able to say, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place. Surely his presence was in this place. And he met with us today. Can we lift this up to the Lord, the old chorus of the church? Sing it with me if you know it. For he is Lord, he is Lord, he has risen from the dead, and he church the lord bless you today when you're ready to be dismissed you can consider yourselves